Welcome to Sailing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Download our app, Sailing God's People, for our daily podcast focusing on the present truth of the Word of God. Getting into the truth. What is the truth? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other truth outside of Jesus, God Almighty. We see there, this is the mystery of Jesus, the Christ. It's a mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Take a look at it in Colossians 2. And we find we're giving to full understanding of this mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The last day, revelation of Jesus will bring about the anger of the nations and the wrath of the nations against the true Jesus. A man's foes will be those of his own household. We see in John 16 that Jesus said, I have forewarned you that you should not be offended. Time is coming that they're going to put you out of the synagogues, out of the churches. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever kills you will think that he did God a service, calling good evil and evil good. And it is over the revelation of Jesus. And of course, that's the last book in the word of God, the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave in him to show him to his servants things which must shortly come to pass. We see it in Colossians 2, verse 2, that their hearts might be comforted being knit together in love unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding. Many people say we can't understand the Godhead. We've now a full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Now, Christ uh, is the doctrine of which the whole church is the foundation. The foundation of the church was given in Matthew 16, which is very simply that when Jesus asked, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Some say you're John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. But Jesus asked his disciples, but who do you say I am? Thou art the Christ the son of the living God, Peter answering. He said, Simon Bar-Jonah, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. Thou art Peter, Petros, and upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And therefore, Peter will be their first administrator, officiator on the day of Pentecost. What is it? Colossians 2 verse 9, in whom, that is in one being, Jesus Christ, his person are hid. Notice it's hidden. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. What is hid? Well, the Father's hid. Many do not understand that the Father is the Spirit of God, and the Son of God is that Spirit revealed. Not a different Spirit, not a second person of the Godhead. It's one and the self-same Spirit. Let's take a look at it. In John 4, 24, God is a Spirit. A case closed. That's the bottom line. He is a Spirit. He's omnipresent everywhere, omniscient, all-knowing, and omnipotent, almighty. God is the Spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Well, who is that? In Acts 2.36, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, that man, whom you have crucified, both Lord 
And what? Christ, Christ in you, the Holy Ghost. Well, there's a revelation there. Let's take a look at it. But to us, there is but one God who is the Father of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Jesus Christ, the Father, is one and the same. It's just a separate office or function of the Spirit, but the same Spirit. The Father's administrative office of the Spirit. The Word is the expression office of that same Spirit, revealing the thought, plan, purpose, and will of God, the Logos. Then we have the Holy Ghost, which is a power office of that same Spirit. And there's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are exactly the same, the same Spirit, 1 John 5, 7. We see it in Revelation 1, 8. Jesus claims that he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, who is at the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, which is and which was and which is to come, who he is the Almighty God. There's still a revelation we must see. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten, the only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is a very controversial verse. It's one of the most quoted in the Word of God. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The key there is his only begotten son. Now, many have said in the Trinity, that's the only born son, and Jesus there uh, being an eternal son that was with the Father in the beginning. No, Jesus had a beginning uh, there in the Son of God when he came into the world manifest, the Word made flesh. Well, let's take a look at it. What is this only begotten Son, what's the only begotten? It says again in John 1, 18, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, there's that only begotten again, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. We need to know what the only begotten means. It is the Greek word monogonese. It does not mean Jesus came into existence by being born, but nor does it just mean that he's the only Son or that he's unique. It means he's the only begotten when attributed to Jesus means he's the only one of the same kind or the same nature or the same spirit. When Jesus was born, it's Emmanuel, God with us, not the son of God with us, God with us. He has the same nature as the father. He has the same spirit as the Father, but not in a metron or measure. He has all the fullness of God, for God giveth not him the Spirit by measure. He's God Almighty manifest in the flesh, in the days of his flesh. Well, John 1.14, the Word was made flesh, dwelt among us. Well, the Father is the administrative office of Spirit, the Word's the Logos, which is the same spirit, and the word was made flesh, dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory as the, there it is again, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Here again, the only begotten is the same nature. It's the same spirit. There, meaning that he is that same glory as the Father. 
I and my father are one. He does not use the Greek word hun, meaning in a union. One here is the Greek word heis, meaning one and the very same spirit. He is that spirit manifest. See again how God is going to come in the world there as Emmanuel, God with us, but in a humiliated state. Why will he do that? Well, he has to redeem us that are under the law. To do that, he has to make himself of no reputation. He has to humble himself. He has to take on the form of a servant in order to die for the sin of the world and to redeem us that were under the law. Well, Isaiah 9, 6, it says unto us, a child is born. That child, that son is given. The government shall rest upon his shoulder. Not shoulders, so shoulders, singular, which the only thing rests upon Jesus' shoulder was the cross. And his name shall be called, and the name is the essence of who he is and his being. It's wonderful. The counselor. Notice he is the mighty God, this son that's born. He is the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Now, how does it work? What is the revelation? And most do not understand that the key to understanding how the father and the son being the same spirit, not flesh, the father is spirit. The son of God is the spirit revealed in flesh. There, so how did God do it? In Philippians 2, 5, that this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who, that is Jesus Christ, being in the form of God, that's Morpha, that God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So Jesus at this time is in the form of God. He is that spirit. So he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Nobody's equal with God except God himself, and that means the attributes not persons. When we find that Jesus stated uh, uh, that he and the Father are one, one and the same spirit, John 10, 30, we find in Genesis 1, 26, God stating, let us make man in our own image and in our likeness. Plural personal pronouns. Many will say that's the Trinity. Read the very next verse, Genesis 1, 27. So God made man in his own image. And that is a singular personal pronoun. Male and female created he them. Singular personal pronoun. Well, there's a revelation there. One, the us is there. That is in Genesis 1, 26. Are not persons. They are attributes. We'll see that in Proverbs 8. I, wisdom, was daily his delight. I, wisdom, in a personal singular pronoun, wisdom is one of the attributes of God. Wisdom states, I, daily, was his delight. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. Prudence is another attribute of God. With me is understanding. With, with me, that is, uh, wisdom is understanding. Here's another attribute. Love's another attribute. All of the attributes of God, the us, came forward in Genesis 1.26 when Adam was created. He had love because love came forward, one of the attributes of God. He had wisdom. Wisdom came forward, 
understanding came forward. Prudence came forward. If there was peace that came forward, if these uh, attributes had not come forward, then Adam would not have been in the likeness of God, in the image of God. We know he fell in Genesis 3, true. But that is why we understand that it's not persons, it's attributes. We see that in the attributes of God, wisdom, knowledge, prudence, understanding, love, power, etc. All of these attributes came forward. Jesus is in the form of God, and he's equal in all attributes with God. He didn't think it's robbery or something to be a grasp upon to be equal with God. But he made himself, God himself, of no reputation. That's a kenosis. That is an emptied out humiliation or humbling oneself and took upon him another form. He added to the Spirit of God the form of a servant. Now, we're going to see in Isaiah 43.10, you are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. He chose that servant. Now, in the human rational thinking, in a natural mind, we think there's two persons. There are two persons there because the father and the son would be different. The servant would be different from the master. But that's not the revelation that God gives of himself. Jesus stated, he that believeth on me believes not on me, but on him that sent me. Well, that's the father revealed in the flesh. Well, what happened there? Jesus states that you may know and understand and believe me that I am he. I am that servant. Isaiah 43, 10. You can read it in your Bible. So you are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand, I am he. God is saying, I am he. Some of us say, well, that's natural Israel, the servant of God the nation of Israel that he chose. We understand that in Isaiah 44, 1. That's true. But what God is speaking there is a revelation of himself, totally different from the nation of Israel. You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand. Understand what? That I am he. God's not the nation Israel. God is that servant. And he goes on and it states how before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. See now that I'm God, thy, thy redeemer, thy savior, the Lord, thy redeemer. Then, then that Isaiah 43, 15, the Holy One of Israel. Now we're getting the revelation of Jesus. And he took upon him this form. Isaiah 43.10 tells us the form that God formed himself, a body of flesh and blood, the form of a servant, and was made, God was made in the likeness of men, as our kinsman, redeemer, and being found in fashion as a man, God fashioned as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Well, what happened there? Well, for God hath highly exalted him, the man, and given him a name. He obtained that name in Hebrews 1, verse 3, that he obtained that name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, Jehovah's salvation, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth to the glory of God, to the 
confess that Jesus is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty to the glory of God the Father. Not God the Son, God the Father. He is God the Father. Take a look here. We're going to see, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received what? The spirit of adoption. We've received that spirit whereby we cry what? Son, no, we cry, Abba, Father. That's Romans 8, 15. Take a look here in Galatians 4. Verse 4, but when the fullness of time came, was come, God sent forth his son. How? Not a second person to Godhead. Made of a woman. God's forming himself a body of flesh and blood. Made under the law, not above it. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Now he's glorified. He went back to his spirit. Glorified with the Father's own self. Now, because we are sons, because you are sons. Now we're the sons of God. God has sent forth the spirit of what? The spirit of his son. That son is that spirit now into your hearts crying what? Abba, Father. For the spirit of the son and the spirit of the father are one and the self-same spirit. Now we're getting how God is one. It's one spirit. Watch Matthew eleven twenty seven. All things have delivered me and my father, Jesus stating, and that no man knoweth the son but the father. Neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, and to he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. The Father has to be revealed, and it's only through the Holy Ghost. Who is he? In Revelation 1.8, Jesus says, I am Alpha and Omega. That is the A to the Z of everything God is. That's the Greek Alpha and Omega. That is also the Hebrew Aloft through the Tav, A through Z, everything that God is, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord. There is, which is, and which was, and which is to come. He is the Almighty God. Very simple. There, Matthew 28, 19. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, along with you always into the end of the world. Amen. Watch what Peter says. Who had the keys to the kingdom and the revelation of the name, the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. What is that name? That name is Jesus. John 17, Jesus said, praying to the Father, in the days of his flesh, Father, make him one, even as we are one. And I have manifested thy name, your name. I've kept through your own name those that thou hast given me, and lost none, saying that the Son of Perdition of Scripture might be fulfilled. Well, the name of the Father is Jesus. No one will refute the name of the Son is Jesus. The name of the Holy Ghost. He said, I'll send the comfort of the Holy Ghost in my name. What's the name of the Holy Ghost? Jesus. It's one and the self, same spirit. The Father's administrative office of that spirit. The Son now is that spirit. That word is that spirit. The Holy Ghost is the power office of that same spirit. Therefore, we see in Acts 2.38 that that name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. No uh, difference in and, and no uh, contradiction in the Word of God here. Acts 2.38, Peter said unto them, Repent, that's the first step, and be baptized every one of you in the name, that's of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost, which is none other than Jesus Christ. 
That's the blood name of God, the reveal name of God, the redemption name of God. When they preached the name of Jesus Christ in the book of Acts, they said, you do intend to bring this man's blood upon us when you preach his name. That's the blood name. That's a redemption name. And without that shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Well, how are you have that blood applied? How's the blood applied to your life? Well, through water, <clears throat> because of blood's not applied without water. And Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, everyone in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins, having the spiritual circumcision of the heart, the body of the sins of the flesh cut off by baptism in the name of Jesus, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, that's born of the water, being baptized, and born of the Spirit. And John 3, simply by receiving the Holy Ghost after being baptized in water, there with a circumcision of the heart and the Spirit. Matthew 3, 16 and 17, Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. Well, he had the Spirit of God without measure. Then how is this Holy Ghost, is the Spirit of God descending like a dove, lighting upon him, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus is 30 years old at this time, being baptized in Bethara, that beyond Jordan, there of John the Baptist. Well, in Numbers 4, 3, from 30 years old and upward, even until 50 years old, all that enter into the host to do the work in the tabernacle of the congregation, it's mentioned seven times in Numbers 4, that a high priest there starts his ministry at age 30. Jesus will not start his ministry until age 30. Why? Because he, as a man, as our kinsman redeemer, is fulfilling the law, that law of Moses, and in every aspect of the law, he's keeping it. So at age 30, he goes down to John the Baptist and says, baptize me. John the Baptist says, I have need to be baptized of you of whose shoe latches I'm not worthy to stoop down and unloose. Jesus said, suffer to be so to fulfill all righteousness. Well, why? Because Jesus as a man and under the law is fulfilling the law. And this is a sign to John the Baptist on whom he sees the spirit descending like a dove. He is the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. It is not a second person of the Godhead. How did God send forth his son? And we have seen and do testify that the father sent the son to be the savior of the world. Well, we know that all through the prophets, it says that God is the savior, as we saw in Isaiah 43, uh, 10 through 15. God, thy savior, the Lord, thy redeemer. That's 1 John 4, 14, that Jesus is uh, sent into the world to be the Savior of the world. How did he do it? Well, the Father makes himself of no reputation, lays aside and puts a self-imposed limitation upon himself as spirit, that he will not work as spirit, but work as a man, just like you and me, to redeem us that were under the law. That's Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Well, how did he send forth his son? Galatians 4, verse 4. And when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son. 
How? The father didn't say to the second person, the Godhead, go down and die for the sin of the world. Nowhere in the word of God does it state that. It's contrived by the nominal theology of a trinity which doesn't exist. Well, how? God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law. That's the beginning of the son of God, the incarnation, the word made flesh. It's very simple when you see we look at it in the truth of the word of God. We also see in the scriptures, Behold, a virgin shall be with child. That's how God has sent forth his son. Shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name what? His name is Emmanuel. His name's Jesus. But that is not the son of God with us. It's God with us. And there's only one God. That spirit of God is with us now in bodily form. But he's not going to work salvation as spirit. He's going to work salvation as a man made in under the law for our redemption. He's our kinsman redeemer. We see it in Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Talking to Ahaz. Ahaz. Behold, a virgin shall conceive, bear a son, and call his name Emmanuel. God with us. Who is this? Isaiah 43, 11. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. There you have it. God is our Savior and the Son of God the Father revealed. John 20, verse 17. Jesus said unto her, that is Mary, uh, touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. Well, he's made of no reputation. He's humbled himself, but God then is going to highly exalt him. And that same Jesus that you crucified as a man, God will make him both Lord and Christ. And John, you're going to see in John 2, 20, 21, 22, Jesus states a great truth. Jesus states, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Now the Jews said, 40 and six years were they in building this temple, and you're going to raise it up in three days? But Jesus spake of the temple of his body. Jesus rose his own body from the dead. He said, destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up, exactly what he did. So he said, at this point, he hasn't descended Ascended to the Father, John 17, 5. He's praying to the Father and states very, very simply, Father, the time has come now. Glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory I had with you before the world was, before I made myself of no reputation, before I humbled myself. I want all that glory back. The glory, the Father's own self. Well, Jesus has not gone yet. He's resurrected, but he's not glorified yet. Jesus saith unto her, touch me not, for I am not ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I send unto my father and your father and to my God and your God, the man Christ Jesus. Now, look at Revelation 3.21. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit, S-I-T, that is a position, positional, with me in my throne, what he prepared for us, a place for us, even as I also overcame. Jesus, where did you go? And him set. Notice that's not S-I-T, but S-E-T. Forever subtle state of glory, always has been and will be God. I also overcame and him set down with my father where? 
in his throne, not beside it, not to the right hand of it, but in that throne, all power in heaven and earth given unto the man Christ Jesus. There you're having the revelation of Jesus Christ. John 14, 23. Jesus answered and said to them, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. They say, Well, that's we. That's a plural personal pronoun. Yes, but that is the Spirit of God, which is the Spirit of the Son, which is the Spirit of the Father, one and the self-same Spirit, even though two different functions are two different offices of the Spirit. John 14, verse 16, and I will pray the Father, Jesus praying to the Father in his humiliated state, showing us the way, the truth, and the life, as he has made himself of no reputation. He's humbled himself. He's in our stead. As a man, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that is, the Holy Ghost, that he may abide with you forever. Who is it? Even the Spirit of truth. Well, Jesus is the way, the truth. He is that Spirit, but yet he hasn't been glorified yet. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. The people in the world will never see this truth because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. Who? That Jesus is that God. There's not another. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you, his disciples, and he says a great truth. And I, that is Jesus Christ, will be in you. Keyword, I, Jesus states, will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. When? What? When he's glorified. When he's glorified, back to that spirit. Jesus stated, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This he spake of the Spirit, which was not yet given, which is the Holy Ghost, because he was not yet glorified. He's glorified of that Spirit, and then and only then can that Spirit, the Holy Ghost, come to us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Here we go. Who is the image of the invisible God? This is Colossians 1, 15 through 17. Jesus is that image. That is the revelation, the declaration of God himself to the world. The image of the invisible God. You want to see the invisible God? Take a look at his image, which is Jesus Christ. The firstborn of every creature. For by him, that is Jesus, the word of God, the spirit of God, were all things created. How were they created? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, Genesis 1-1, as Jesus Christ. All things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, where there be thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he's before all things, and by him all things consist. What is that? He is the Spirit of God. He is that Spirit, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Elohim. 1 John 5-20. And we know that the Son of God has come. What? That's the Spirit of God. That is the Holy Ghost, the promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me. The Son of God has come. And give us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. Who is that? Even in his Son, Jesus Christ, that's the Spirit of the Son, which is the Spirit of the Father. This is the true God and eternal life. There you have it, neighbor. Jesus is that spirit. You've seen that also in 2 Corinthians 3, 17. The Lord is that spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Now, look at this. The disciples in Matthew 24, 36, there Jesus is talking to them and says, but of that day, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Matthew 24, 36. Now, watch what the disciples say unto him in John 16 when Jesus is saying he's going to the Father. He's going to be glorified by the Father's own self. And he says, I will no more speak to you in Proverbs. I will show you plainly of the Father. And in that day, you will ask me in my name, and I say not that I'll pray the Father for you. Why? Because he's glorified with the Father's own self, the Son of God, and the Father are one in the self, same spirit. You ask in my name, and I will give it you. I will not pray the Father for you, but I will give it to you. For the Father's love me and given all things to me. When Jesus is glorified back with the Father's own self, the Spirit of the Son is the Spirit of the Father, but there's only one Spirit there. But that day and hour knoweth no man. Here's what the disciples said when Jesus gets through telling him, those disciples, that he there which shows plainly of the Father, and they, they, he tells them, I came from the Father, I go back to my Father. I came from God, I'll go back to God. He is that same Spirit. They understood it. They said, his disciples said to him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly. What? Now he said, I'll speak plainly, I'll show you, speaking no Proverbs, I'll show you plainly of the Father. Now you speak plainly and speak no proverb. You're showing us plainly that you are the Father. Look at here. Now we are sure that thou knowest all things. Now, Jesus, you know all things. And it is not that any man should ask you. By this we believe thou camest forth from God. You know the time you're coming. You know all things. Why? Because he's saying, and they understand. He's speaking to them of the Father. No man that sent up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, he the Son of Man which is in the heaven. That's John 3, 13. Who is that? Jesus is Jehovah, the Spirit, Lord God. He is God, the Savior. Well, neighbor, we need to ask for your help, not only your prayerful support, but also your generous donations. We need to carry this gospel to India and Africa. We've been, they've been crying out to us. We're doing all we can. We spent well over a million dollars there in Africa alone, in Ghana and Kenya and the various nations, bringing this gospel to them. And we have over a thousand ministers now that are licensed with the fellowship with us there in Africa under the Jesus Christ International Church. They have requested that we carry them on into this great truth of Jesus Christ to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus unto a perfect man. We need your help. If you will, please consider donating to this cause for the African and India there to have this great truth brought to them. They are receiving it and they want to go on to that measure of the stature and the present truth. We need your help. Go to DennisBeard.org for your tax-deductible donations, and I know that God will richly bless you. Well, now we're praying for each one of us, all in the body of Christ, that God will perfect that which is lacking in every one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.